This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Good time to talk to Will Brinson, Pick 6 podcast moderator, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, who, once a year, I guess, writes something. Uh, all right, let's start with the uh, the shiniest object. What's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? It's a good question. Um, we Thank were just you. doing the uh, – we just did our uh, podcast where we were like, who needs the most help in each division? Right. And the AFC North was really hard because – and, look, putting aside what is happening off the field – you know, what off the field stuff, obviously. Um, you know, and I, I just asked the question. I think we all we all agree the answer is Lamar. But, you know, would you – you know, Deshaun or Lamar, like we, we, we've Deshaun Watson has been an all pro player and he's signed under contract for a lengthy amount of time. Granted a terrible contract that will be very expensive, yeah. but Lamar, you just don't know, you know, you can franchise tag him, but even if you franchise tag somebody, you don't force them to come in. You know, you are not, it's not like we're correct. Some is someone is being paid on their contract and they, if they don't come in, you can start fighting and stuff like that. He has to sign that tender before um, you can, you know, he, he can be for, you know, before he can be forced to come in. So, I don't know. There's some unknowns there. I, I would assume that they will franchise tag him and try to work something out. I would guess they go the the non-exclusive franchise tag. But well, he, but here's what the the non-exclusive franchise tag is less expensive than by a, a, a little bit more than ten million dollars. And you you and I have talked about it before. I can't find the figures anywhere, but it's like isn't it like forty five million for the exclusive franchise tag, but thirty two or thirty three million for the non-exclusive. Roughly, and it can, I believe, change after. So, like, free agency can change this because it's the you're you'd see top five cap hits at the quarterback position, which means that you could see people restructure, you could see people right um, be released. You could, like, for instance, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is involved in the top five cap hits for this season at thirty six point six million dollars. These are the fifth one, but they can see the Titans can save. $17.6 million, I think, if they release him. Right. Or, or, or if, you know, they're like, hey, look, we're not going to, we don't want, you know, we need, we need to figure some cap space. We're going to give you a dummy. They, there's there's a lot of stuff that can happen that can change that number, but right. roughly, roughly thereabouts, yeah. All right, so certainly it would be better financially for the Ravens to do that. Uh, but if you do that and Lamar finds somebody out there, I'll just, let's just say a sucker to give him the Deshaun Watson contract, then you lo- you could lose him if you're not willing to meet that for just two first-round picks. And to me, Lamar Jackson, wouldn't you say, is worth more than two first-round picks? Yeah in, a, yeah, in a vacuum, but not if you have to pay Lamar, too. So you're... I mean, the reason you do the non-exclusive is that you are, you're, you're allowing the market to set the market. You're right. allowing the market to just... You're allowing the... Teams who need a quarterback, it, with the market said the market sounds kind of stupid, but I think it actually kind of makes sense. It's like no, it you're, allowing, you're allowing whoever else is out there that may be interested in a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, and he might not be a fit for every team. For instance, the Carolina Panthers, in, in again, in a vacuum, makes you're like, oh, I'll get Lamar Jackson, but is, is, is he what you know, Frank Wright wants to run his offense? So you know, you, if you're Baltimore, it's a very tricky little dance. You have, to, you, have to, you have to examine the market, figure out what the market is, and decide, do we want to risk putting him out there to save $13 million in cap space with the possibility of, you know, it, it, look, if he didn't get an offer he likes, I don't think he has to sign it. But if, you know, if, if somebody, if the top offer he gets is like, you know, 
75% of the Deshaun Watson deal from the Jets and the, the Ravens decide to match it, you know, he, I mean, if he signs it, then the Ravens match it. There, there's a whole different, like, bunch of ways that this could go. Right. It's very, very convoluted. Yeah, look, and him you not know, having representation well, matters here. Yeah, absolutely. And he doesn't have representation. That makes it more difficult to, right. to hammer out a deal. When you have an agent, that agent is intrinsically um, inclined to say, you need to get this deal done because, one, it's not a good look if your agent can't get a deal done. Two, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a bad look for the agent. Right. Two, the agent wants to get paid, and you can't get paid until you until you, that contract is signed. So you're almost always more likely to figure out a way to get a deal done um, if you have that agent. You know, we saw with Dak Prescott, you know, he had to, you know, I think he, you know, he had to deal with the, the Cowboys pushing it out as long as possible, too. So it's, it's not that different of a scenario. It's just what is Lamar's tolerance for playing under the franchise tag on a, you know, is he willing to do a two year, two year, single year deals with the franchise tag and then try to hit free agency? As well, so that's the next question I have for you. And I want to ask about a couple of other quarterbacks. Will Brinson is here. If the Ravens tag him, regardless, franchise or, uh, you know, exclusive or non exclusive. If the Ravens tag him, do you think Lamar Jackson will play on a franchise tag this year? I think that he will play on a franchise tag because it is really difficult to get. It's not really difficult. It's just hard to get a deal done in the time span. So you have until usually it's around July 15th. Right. When you sign somebody to the franchise tag to work out a long-term deal with them. And after that deadline passes, like 4 p.m., on Monday, whatever, you know, around that time, I'll, I'll have to get a look. But um, after that deadline passes, you can not sign them until after the upcoming season. Like, you can't even negotiate with them right. during the season. It's against CBA rules. So you have this really short, compressed window to sign somebody to a long-term deal. And when you get the franchise tag as a player, in- inherently you are just – you know, you were, you feel like you're, you know, it's like, it's like when, so, you know, the old adage of, you know, it's like, it's like you know, it was like, I'd love to date, but I don't want to get, I don't want to get married. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. It, it, you feel insulted as a player. And so you're, you're less likely to sign that deal. You understand that the team has pressure now on them. And that's also easier to under, also easier to work through those machinations when you have an agent. But I, I would think that if, if he gets tagged, it is probably 75, 25, he plays on the tag 25. He, well, not exclusive us or exclusive. I think he's gone. If he if he if if they tag him and he gets to the start of the season, I think ultimately he's going to be with another organization either this year or next year. I just there there are no are there any examples of signing somebody to a franchise tag, especially a quarterback and that quarterback staying with you for uh for the long haul. Kirk Cousins uh, stayed for 2 years and he left. Uh Dak did. He signed one franchise tag, right? Yeah, right. But they always, but they were. They, no, I think he got the second. I think he did the second tag. And did then he do the second him. tag? They, well, they they used the second tag on him and then signed him, and then signed him before that deadline. And we've seen Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew and we Brees see had, we see how that's worked out. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But I mean, like Drew Brees has been. Drew, in fact, Drew Brees is the reason why in the new CBA they changed it, where you can only tag like, like because Drew Brees got tagged by the Chargers once, and then he got tagged by the 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 uh, the Saints twice. And he had a deal that they they banged out before that deadline too. Um, so th- those are the two examples. Like, okay, it happens a little more regularly. But never mind than- what I said. So let okay. me ask you about uh, two other quarterbacks here, Will Brinson, because uh, I think these are more fascinating. We've been talking about Lamar Jackson for two years. Uh, I think Daniel Jones and Geno Smith are more fascinating to me sure. 
because I think they both come the the risks with Lamar Jackson are obvious, but the Daniel Jones and Geno Smith contracts that they sign, like these guys are at this point they are one hit wonders. You know, uh, Daniel Jones is Looking Glass with the song Brandy, and uh, uh, Geno Smith is Safety Dance, uh, Men Without Hats, I believe. Right? That that's what they are. We don't know it. Are they going to put up another? Are they going to put out another good song? Um, I, I didn't see. I didn't see that. Those analogies coming. But I, well, what about the crash test dummies? Ninety nine Luft Balloons with uh, what yeah. Nana? Uh, yeah, the um, I apologize for all of that. It's fine. Uh, so Jones switched agents this he week. He did moving from. If you're dropping CAA, which is pretty crazy, and signing with athletes first, both are both are pretty, uh, you know, I mean, pretty, you know, high high profile agencies. So sure. it's not like a huge deal. Um, it does seem like he wants quite a bit of money. Mike Florio, a pro football talk, reported that he wants as much as forty five million dollars per year on his next contract, which, I mean, obviously is you know quite a bit more than I think people. I, I think people sort of believe that at least this is sort of how I kind of thought honestly is like Daniel Jones was going to say okay Brian Dable fixed me I'm I played well last year right I don't want to risk going where you go to another place where I don't know what the future is you know with the coaching staff I don't know what the how the offensive system will work for me etc etc however if you look at the contracts out there and we think about what we always say about quarterbacks. Like, would it make any sense for Daniel Jones to take $2 million less per year than what Carson Wentz signed for? No. Would it no. make any sense for him to take what Matt Ryan signed for? No. Would it make sense for him to say, I would like something in the range of, I mean, like Kyler Murray got $46 million, and I'm not sure you'd definitely take Kyler Murray over Daniel Jones like in this moment right no, now. No, I wouldn't, but that $46 million for Kyler Murray is moronic. Yes, but... Now, and look, the other thing, too, is he floats out $45 million per year. What that means is he's probably willing to take less than $45 million per year. He's right. probably with $40 million per year with a lot of guarantees. Um, or he's willing to take $45 million a year where you can get there with incentives. Or when you actually dig into the contract, you're like, oh, this this guy isn't making that much money. Because you look at Derek Carr's contract, the last one he signed before he was cut, and it's like, like no one ever reported how much guaranteed money he had. Adam Gold in studio with my friend Coach Pete Theroux, Capital Financial Advisory Group. One of the things you do is you plan for worst-case scenarios. Yeah. Why? Well, because it happens. For instance, you're 65, you're thinking about retirement, you've got a million dollars built up in your 401k, you never rolled that money into a lifetime income plan, and the market tanked, and most of your money in 401k was in high risk. Let's prevent that, putting some of the money you have in a lifetime income environment, then you never worry about market downfall. So call us, we'll show you in writing if you call right now. 888 or you can text Adam to 600-700 and maybe you get some coffee too. Which is was just insane because it was like out, out of politeness for Derek Carr. Like right. Nobody, nobody wanted to point out that he had like $4 million in guaranteed money in there. Um, so you can get there a bunch of different ways in terms of what you need to get. And the agent, the agents care about is being able to say, this is the most guaranteed money right. for an average year on a new money basis in NFL history or whatever they want to do. Um, I, I, would, I would think that I mean, Josh Allen is making forty million, forty-three million. Patrick Mahomes is making forty-five million. It's it's a tough sell to get him above uh, those numbers. Having said that, it would 
I don't know if I'm if I'm Daniel Jones, I'm not taking less than Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott. And they're at 40, they're at 35 and 40 million respectively. Right. And that's probably where where Daniel Jones should be and I think the Giants would jump at that. Uh, because it doesn't completely hamstring you from doing other things. So that would be good. Same thing for Geno Smith. I'm just fascinated because even at $35 million, based on track record, we have no idea what Geno Smith is going to be next year and the year after, and we have no idea what Daniel Jones is going to be next year and the year after. We could see a reverting to the mean so easily next year because the track record was one thing, Last year was another. Oh, let me ask you one more thing, uh, and this is about a quarter. Wait, wait, really, Nando Jones, it is a fascinating difference between you look at Sam Darnold and how the Panthers quickly and unnecessarily picked up his fifth-year option. Yes. First, Daniel Jones, where the Giants did not pick up his fifth-year option. They could not be dealing with this at all. They didn't. They they again. They I don't I don't think anybody blamed him for not doing it, but they probably should have picked up the fifth-year option and then said. We don't, we don't want Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley to be on the exact same timeline when it comes to free agency. That would have just been smarter, and they right. didn't. They, well, because the Giants didn't really think they wanted Daniel Jones, which is why they didn't pick up the option. It's hysterical the way this has worked out. Finally, and we had about a minute here. Why did David Carr say that Derek Carr's free agency was going to be a long process? It seems to me that... Who's waiting really on Derek Carr? David Carr said that because his brother wants the attention of being the top free agent quarterback out there. Right. And and remember, David Carr is also the guy who routinely and without any sense of um, tongue and cheekness likes to put his brother as like a top five breakout player, top five MVP candidate on his like NFL.com or NFL network list. Like he's like, and of course, at number three, I have David Carr. And he like, he's like, You're not even like kidding. Like you're just, <laughs> are you kidding me, bro? Like, um, so I, I, I think I think it's basically it's, it's using using his brother, who's in the media, to help sort of let, like trying to generate more interest for his brother. Yeah, um, being a mouthpiece for his brother, which is what, what he's done, and and that's okay. Like I, you know, if my brother was a free agent quarterback, I'd probably do the same. I mean. I don't is Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not a free agent yet, right? Or he is a free agent, Jimmy G. He is a free agent. Yeah. He is a free agent. I'd I'd rather have Jimmy G because I think he'll be cheaper yep. than David than Derek Carr if it comes down to I can only have one or the other. I would I, rather have Garoppolo than Carr. And, and I think both of them are mid mid level NFL quarterbacks. They're, you know, top twenty NFL starting quarterbacks, but that's basically all that is. All right, uh, Will Brinson, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, appreciate your time, especially on short notice, on Fat Tuesday. No less. Of course. Happy Fat Tuesday, as always, buddy. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. On average, people spend over a third of their life sleeping, yet most sleep disorders go undiagnosed. I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sleep struggles left untreated can lead to health problems and have a serious effect on your quality of life. We've served the Triangle for 20 years. Let us help you get the sleep you've been dreaming of. If you're in need of a sleep study, a knowledgeable doctor, CPAP machine, or supplies, Parkway has you covered. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.